Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Bitch Slop. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 1, Episode 18, A Melrose Place Christmas. It seemed <laughs> like the episode before could have been the Christmas episode. Because we had Billy in a Santa outfit. That's true. But this one, if you thought that was Christmassy, this get ready to be fucking... It's even more Christmassy. Yeah. Because we open with a jazzy jingle bell. I wrote that. <laughs> it's like so... We get that thing that they did... Also, like earlier episodes, where we have a very extended montage of images from Melrose Avenue, but like I or whatever said, it is, it's Melrose Ave. But like I said before, they only show like the same four shops, including Johnny Rockets. But this one had like a Christmas filter, yeah, because it had like some kind of effect where the colors were more red. And I think they showed like a Christmas tree lot, and there was like a Santa for sure. There was a Santa, but they still had to show Johnny Rockets, of course. They like, paid for that. There's other fucking <laughs> stores on Melrose Avenue. There's so many. They, I think they just had the stock footage, and that's what they use. I, mean, I don't think the Paul Smith store was up yet, so they couldn't, <laughs> no. they couldn't show that. They couldn't have that grammable moment. Right. Um, so we get a jazzy jingle bells during this montage, and I screamed because Marsha Cross is in the credits. Uh, yes. And um, yes. I love Marsha Cross. Jake and Joe are Christmas tree shopping. And Joe, of course, is cynical about Christmas. Yes. And Jake has this, like, wanting to recapture the childlike wonder he never got to have as a kid about Christmas. Right. I like that his mom said that Santa doesn't doesn't visit poor people. Right. That is so mean. (laughs) That is so mean to say to your kid. Yes. Um, yeah, so Jake is, of course, had a very shitty Christmas growing up as a kid because his mom would just be like drunk and picking up biker dudes. We know. We know all about her. We saw her. What's her name? Stella? No, it's, what is her name? Is it? I can't remember. I don't know what her name was. Right. But she had like a lot of, um, but she had an accent, like a Texas accent. Right. And she also had like a lot of fringe jackets with big shoulder pads. Yes. She was a great uh, a great cameo little character. Or, yeah. So he wants to get the biggest tree on the lot because Jake has to like really prove himself. Right. And Joe is like, come on, dude. And they get this. He does. He gets the biggest tree on the lot and it barely fits in his apartment. It's literally bending. The top of it is bent at, at like a 90 degree angle at the top of his ceiling. I did think like, wow, they have pretty high ceilings though. Yeah. Because that was a big tree. This tree was like 11 feet tall. Yeah, because they're looking up at it. There's like a shot, and it's like towering above them. They had to do like a crane shot for this. <laughs> it was gigantic. Um, 
he shows Joe that he got a toy for David. It's a remote control motorcycle. And she's like, wow, cool. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I guess. Yeah, who are you going to say it's from? And he's like, Santa. Duh. At the hospital, Allison is in bed before her procedure. And of course, Billy's there. He's there, and he's and she's telling him that she's never been confronted with this idea that she like may or may not be able to have kids. Like now she has to think about the future of right. her uterus, and so she realizes that this she does actually want kids one day. Yeah, the prospect of possibly not having them has made her realize that. And Billy says, "We'll cross that bridge when it we'll. happens." <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Billy. Um, both of these people need Coda. It's crazy. He, uh, he's also like the last person I would want holding my hand through any procedure. Really? He, I feel like I'd have to deal with him more. Yeah. I want someone who I don't have to deal with. You know, you know what, what it I mean? is? Like, because you have a Joe personality. Yes. You have a Joe personality. And can you imagine Billy saying these things to Joe? Because she would be rolling her eyes. And being like, shut up. Yeah, you kind of want someone you don't have to... Maybe they'll just sit there and you can not talk or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or not talk about the procedure, at Right, least. right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think I would be okay with... Um, I would be more okay with Billy, even though Billy Campbell annoys me, but I would be more okay with someone who worried... Who was worrying over me, just because I'm yeah. such a worrier. Yeah. Um. But that's just my personality type. But I definitely, I couldn't understand. I can totally understand. But of course, of course, Billy's in the hospital with Allison. And Allison wavers between liking it and disliking it. But I think that's just their, like, relationship. Yes. And so Michael comes in to check on her. He lets her know that her surgery is at 8 a.m. I love Michael's doctor personality. I'm sorry. I feel like he has a different... He's like more official or something when he's a doctor and it's kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, he tries to be more professional. He yes. doesn't he doesn't make like a sexist joke. Right. He's like, "Okay, Allison, looking at your stats." Like it's just like, very funny to me. He even brought the glasses back yes. in this episode. He lets us know, and by us I mean the audience, that Jane is not going to be in this episode because she's in Chicago for Christmas. And why? For her parents. I know, but why? Why did they make her go away? I mean, I guess it's purely to kind of push Kimberly into the group or something. I think, I think... Because um, Jane wasn't in, barely in last week's too. Maybe for the show, it it was weird, but for Jane's personality, I can see her being like, Michael, right. I have Christmas dinner at my mom's house yeah, every year. It's tradition. It's tradition. Don't you want to yes. care about tradition? Yes. Or maybe that's when that's how Sydney starts coming back or something. Or Sydney comes into the picture. Because she goes to Chicago. Yeah, I don't right. know. I don't remember how that goes down exactly. But Jane's in Chicago, so she's not going to be in this episode. Michael has to work on Christmas. Of course. Then Allison tells Billy, I'm scared. <laughs> Billy's like, Allison. We get a scene of Rhonda's class. We haven't been to Rhonda's class in a while. And she's wearing a Santa hat. She's wearing a Santa hat while she's working out. And she's wearing one of those thong leotards. Yes. 
Those were hot back then. Very hot. I was like fascinated with those as a kid. Yeah, because sometimes they wear pants underneath. They always wear pants underneath. And it's like, it's going, it's pushing your leggings and your crack too. I just was so fascinated by those as a little kid. Like I used to go to my mom's aerobics class. Oh. When I was little, they had like a daycare center at at the gym, but you could always see the ladies working out. And this is like, in 1990. So you would see so many of these like thong leotards. And I just remember being like so fascinated by them because I was like, what's the purpose of that? I, even as like a young child, I was like, what is, I was like, that must just be like, it's a look to be sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like what, what's the point of that? The eighties, nineties have a very specific workout style. Yeah, like that late the 80s, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Yes. So th- this is Rhonda's look, and she looks hot in it. So yes. I can't fault her. Terrence shows up to the class, and he's wearing a suit. He's not there to work out. No, <laughs> he lets Rhonda know that he has an emergency meeting with a client, so he can't make their dinner plans tonight. And she's like, well, I guess I'm not going to see you till after Christmas because I got to go to San Jose to see my family. And he's like, well, I was going to invite you to come with me to Aspen. So I know you have plans for Christmas, but if you want to come with me to Aspen, he shows her the plane tickets. Yeah. I'm sure they're first class. Think about it. (laughs) And this is very tempting to Rhonda, even though she's unsure because it's Christmas. And he's like, well, you can think about it and call me tomorrow. I think this is very accurate because they're all so young still that they have to go home for Christmas still. Yes. For sure. Yes. Like, I think that definitely falls off as people get their own families or whatever. I mean, some people still do it, but it makes sense that they all still go home for Christmas at this point. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, um, but she's like, wow, Aspen. Allison is about to go under and the doctor makes her sing Jingle Bells. Because it's Christmas. Instead of count backwards from 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is a great little acting moment for Courtney Thornsmith. Thorn yeah, she's like, jingle bells, jingle She fades bells, out. <laughs> jingle bells. Yeah, she fades out. Meanwhile, in the waiting room, the whole apartment complex is there. Everyone is there. Including Matt, who has managed to be sitting on three different chairs at the same time. <laughs> Did you see how I he was sitting? I that. That's very funny. He was like sitting on three different chairs, perched like on the arms of like splayed across... These oh, arms shit. of the chairs with a little magazine. Billy, of course, is a nervous wreck. He's freaking out. He wants information because she should have been out hours ago. And they he, don't know where she is. And he's like, I'm the roommate. <laughs> I'm the roommate. And I'm like her emotional support, Billy. Yeah. Let me in the fucking room. It's true. He's like about to assault uh, the front desk lady. He's like, I'm her brother. And she's like, well, a minute ago, you said you were her friend. This is one of those things that irritates me because it's like, I hate the idea that only family, because it's like, well, some people don't have family and it is their friends. And mm-hmm. obviously it be beyond the whole, you know, the, all the other aspects of how, why this is a problem. Well, it's just irritating. Yeah. And obviously uh, you should be able to pick your person. Yeah. And a really big example of that obviously was like before gay marriage was legalized, you couldn't have your partner. Oh, totally. Come in the room when your, your partner's like sick. No, it's irritating. It's super, yeah, I don't understand that rule either. Um, you should be able to like put down who you want. Who's your person that can come visit you? Absolutely. 
So he's adamant to get in this hospital room, and Michael comes out to tell him she's out of surgery, she's fine. And he's like, well, can you let me go see her? He's like, it's really only family, Billy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but it's me. And he's like, all right, all right. So he sneaks Billy in. And Billy does something that was so bizarre to me in this moment. I thought he was putting a blanket over Allison, but he's putting her bathrobe over her. He's using her bathrobe, the one we've talked about before, the chenille moon and stars bathrobe bathrobe on her. Like, why does she even have that bathrobe there? Is it like, oh, this smells like home, like she's a dog? It was very funny. Uh, I laughed when he did that. Um and he wakes her up. Michael's like, she's, she just got out of surgery. She's very groggy. And he's like, Allison, Allison. It's just so irritating. Uh, and he's like, Allison, you can have kids. <laughs> and she's like, I've looked what? at your chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael violated HIPAA for me. Oh, my God. And, and she's like, what? Billy? And she's like, oh, I must look. I must look awful. Allison's very concerned about her appearance this episode. It's like, girl, you just had surgery. <laughs> also, you look like shit all the time when you're trying. Yeah, don't. Just she because looks of your fine. fashion. Yeah, she looks exactly like Allison. And Billy's like, you look great. And her doctor comes in and he's like, you know, I could send you home tomorrow, but I want to make sure you have someone who can take care of you. And Billy's like, I, I will. I will. <laughs> I like how the doctor even seems skeptical. He's yeah. like, I guess. He's like, this guy? <laughs> this guy? The guy who, the cab driver who hit on my wife? Yes. Yeah. The doctor definitely was skeptical and it just made me laugh because they don't really go into why. Well, when he leaves, he goes, it was nice to meet you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, Allison comes home to an apartment filled with Christmas decorations. Billy has decided in the final days leading up to Christmas that he's going to go all out with decorations. But it's just boxes full of Christmas decorations. Yeah. Like he has a few things up, but it's mostly boxes that he jacked from his parents' garage. Yeah. Just sitting there. Because they're like in Cancun or whatever. No, the, I would be irritated because... You want to come home to a clean apartment that's not cluttered. I would be so mad. It was almost unlivable. Mm. Like that's how much shit was there. I would be so mad. And this is like a classic Billy thing to do where he thinks he's being, um, he thinks he's doing something really awesome and cool, but it's actually really inconvenient for you. And I'm surprised Allison isn't more irritated by this because she's gotten more mad about other things. She must be on some good ass drugs. That's true. Because if, I came home from surgery and somebody handed me a giant cardboard box of lights and was like, here, sort through all of these. I couldn't believe he asked that of her. I would be like, I just got out of surgery, you dick. I don't want to do jack shit. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch Melrose Place. Exactly. Don't fucking talk to me. No, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. like it would have been cute if he had decorated. Yes. Insanely, but not this mess. Um, you know, he just left this off to the last minute, clearly. He had some little spark of imagination and he didn't give a shit about the consequences of his actions, getting all this shit. like Or how this would affect other people in the no, apartment. No. And so he tasks her with untangling the lights and making sure they're all good. And she does it. And she fucking does it. And mm. so he's like, I'm going to go get groceries and I'll pay for them. It's like, I don't care if you pay for the groceries. You deal with your own Christmas ornaments. Right. And I don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. 
What do you think? Cheap shit. What do you think Billy buys at the grocery store? I think he buys like store brand mac and cheese. Yes. Um, just like whatever peanut butter and jelly, probably. I think he gets grape jelly. Grape jelly, but store brand grape jelly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Um, know. And he gets one really gross item that he loved when he was a kid. He probably also gets like chocolate milk. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> he absolutely gets chocolate milk. Um, and he drinks it with every meal. Mm, gross. So he Joe comes over after Billy leaves to get groceries, and she brings Allison magazines. She's got the right idea. Joe is like the most smart person in this complex. Absolutely. So Joe notices. She's like, wow, Billy's sure been taking good care of you. Mm. What's going on there? And Allison's like, ever since I got sick, he's been acting so nice. Too nice. <laughs> and Joe's like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. She's, Allison's feeling weird. Yeah. Now, Matt goes over to Rhonda's apartment. He knocks on the door. And I loved this detail. I love this decor <laughs> item. Rhonda has a chili pepper... <laughs> wreath on her door look southwestern influences and decor were very popular yes in in the early 90s i'm also excited because we get to see Rhonda's apartment we haven't been in the new place her studio yes we haven't been in her studio we briefly see it Rhonda is dressed in a fancy eggplant colored ski suit i thought it was cute it was very cute she looked adorable i love the color terrence bought it for her of course so she's going to Aspen. She's going to Aspen. Matt is wearing an insane sweater with a turtleneck. Also, his hair is grown out a bit and it, he has it brushed back. Yeah. It's mullety. It's a mullety hairdo. He needs to Matt is so selfless, he doesn't even have time for a haircut. No. Matt has quite some fashion this this episode. Oh my <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I was okay. Matt's present was such a delight this episode. He was like he had some great moments. He's the only true comic relief in this show. And I think he's actually funny. Like his, the yes. actor is funny and uh, he's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a delightful presence. He is a delightful presence. He's really excited and supportive of Rhonda. Matt says he's going to spend time with the kids at the halfway house on Christmas. And then he's going to make dinner for everybody at the apartment complex who's sort of left behind and not, mm-hmm. not going to see family. He's not, however, going to go to his parents' house because he set a boundary with them after they were homophobic to him. They did not support him in his lawsuit against the halfway house. Right. Especially the dad. Especially the dad. And he's like, I, I, I thought this was a very um, good, good scene. You know, Matt really put his foot down. Like Rhonda's like, come on, Matt, it's Christmas. You know they love you. And he said, yeah, on their terms. He's going to punish them. He's setting Ron, a boundary. Rhonda, Rhonda says, don't punish them. He's like, no, they're going to they're gonna face this consequence. And he's right. Yeah, he's absolutely right. He's Rhonda's ab- crazy on this. Yeah. So at the hospital, Kimberly and Michael rushed to treat a patient who was shot. And this is like a young boy. And it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, and there is a young boy who has been shot, and Michael and Kimberly have to treat this patient the parents are there, and the mom is begging for them to save save their son. So yeah, this is just an awful, tragic thing that's, Very that's happening tragic. at the hospital. 
But back at Melrose Place, Jake and Joe are decorating the giant tree in Jake's living room. He's very minimal. That's what Joe says. She's yeah. like, mm, taking a minimalist approach. Because he, he just has like the tinsel, like the icicle and that stuff. was And that was some shade from Joe. Because what she meant to say was, hmm, you can't follow through on your, exactly. your spectacular... You got the tree, but you don't have the money for decorations. <laughs> <laughs> that tree was expensive. It's got to be. Christmas trees are expensive. Trees are expensive. So he had no decorations. It's, it is so typical of Jake. And it's like, this is why you can't be a parent. You're the type of guy who buys the presents, but doesn't think of all the other stuff you have to do. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, oh, dinner. Yes. Oh, I forgot I have to feed you. Yeah. And then they end up eating like ice cream, which yeah. is fine once in a while. But like, he, he just thinks of parenting as the fun things. And just like he thinks of the Christmas tree, it's like, you get the tree. And then just not think about like getting all the lights and the decorations and like whatever else you need. And the tree stand. He probably doesn't even have it in water. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're decorating this tree and they start kissing and Joe is like, wait, 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 don't do that. And she's like, come on, the holidays make people do things they don't normally do. No, I was like, didn't they already make out? They've already made out before. So they've already made out. It's not the holidays pushing this on. I think they made out like last episode or one of them. They've made out recently. Yeah. But Joe is like wearing an Allison red vest. So I think she's like possessed by Allison in this moment. Totally. Did you see this vest? Yes. It was like a candy cane, red and white vest. She's wearing more vest. She has been wearing an alarming amount of vests lately. Yeah. It's like, is that an L.A. thing? <laughs> yeah. Billy shows up, and he goes, oh, big tree. <laughs> I like when they write dialogue for Billy that's just saying things like that. Like, just, just have some transitional dialogue. He walks in. He's like, wow, big tree. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? There's no point to it. <laughs> he needs their advice. He shows them a present that he got for Allison. It's a gold necklace. Yes. It's very sparkly. It's very sparkly. And Joe is like, what is going on with you guys? He's like, what? And then we learn that this necklace is 24 karat gold. That is an expensive necklace. Where did he get the money for this? Where did he get the money? I'm screaming. This is not like... Where did he get the money? This is not like a hundred dollar necklace you buy at like whatever that could be cute and nice. Right. And that's a nice gift. Right. But yeah, this is an expensive necklace and Billy has zero money. Like he doesn't have money. I am complete. I would have at least like a little backstory just for a little realism. Had he been saving up? Did he sell something? Like what? Just one line of dialogue where we would have known how he could afford a $700 plus necklace. Yes. No, it's crazy. I mean, that is, it didn't look like a dinky chain either. Well, no, it was thick. And I, I think the thing is, a necklace would have been a sort of, even a less expensive necklace still would have been like, oh, that's a girlfriend gift. Yes. They didn't have to go 24 karat gold. If it was a sterling silver necklace, it would have been a girlfriend gift. Totally. This was a 24, this is like a wife gift. It's a jewel. Yeah, that's a wife gift for sure. So he says, I don't have feelings for Allison. I just got her a really nice gift. Okay, Belly. Joe's like, whatever. Joe's on to this. Joe's on to him. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Allison is sorting the lights out that Billy gave her, this giant box. She's actually doing it. Yeah. And she starts crying. And Billy comes back, and she's like, post-op depression. The doctor said this would happen. Right. And she's like, and Billy's like, oh, Allison. And she's like, Billy, you don't have to keep trying to cheer me up. And she's like, I don't even have any money for gifts. And he's like, gifts? Who said anything about gifts? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's She's like, let's make a pact that we don't have to exchange gifts. I mean, this is just so funny. <laughs> so sitcom. Like, why would you make a pact, too? It's, you could just say, let's just not do gifts, or I can't do gifts this it's year. It's so Allison yeah. to make it official. Yes. Let's sign paperwork, please. <laughs> At the hospital, we learned that the kid who had come in for, uh, come into the hospital has died of his injuries. And Dr. Levin has tasked Michael with telling the parents, this must be the hardest part of being like an emergency doctor or any kind of doctor who has to give this news. Absolutely. Uh, Michael's terrible at it. I, this is how, (laughs) this is why I could never be a doctor because I would also start crying with the parents. I mean, luckily these parents, I don't know if they were just bad actors. They weren't super over the top emotional hearing their kid had died. So it seemed like it made it more easy for Michael. It was wild. Their kind of weird, rea- like their reaction to it just was not as dramatic as... They you- just kind of hugged. Yeah. And like Michael didn't have to deal with extremely... Like I'm guessing in that situation, people are on the floor... Like, yeah, over the top, like obviously, right? Um, devastated, right? So this this was like they told him, we can't do the amputation today or whatever. It was like it seemed more of a mild news that they were getting. Yeah. So Michael does it, but I still think he was not that great at it. Yeah, he's like, I have some news about your son. Michael's devastated by this. Yeah, he's devastated that. He, like, a child that he worked on that he was treating has died. Right. And this has really soured his opinion about Christmas. <laughs> I like how it's Christmas's fault. He says that. He's yeah. like, I don't believe, he says it later. He has, like, a fucking a breakdown. And Dr. Levin, his bedside manner is 
garbage. Just based oh. on the way that he talks to Michael in this yeah. next scene, you just know that Dr. Levin has like Yelp reviews that are like, he's a brilliant doctor, but he's an ass. Yeah, he's cold as hell, too. And he's not even, like, funny like Dr. House is funny. Like, Dr. House is a terrible bedside manner, but at least he'll make you laugh. Yes. And he's hot. Dr. Levin doesn't have any of those qualities. He's, like, a brilliant doctor, but he's a fucking asshole. And he'll be like, yeah, you got cancer. Get over it. Lots of people have cancer. (laughs) Um, Dr. Levin says to Michael, well, you better brace yourself for Christmas Day because the stats aren't good. There's murders, suicides. (laughs) Accidents. It's going to be a shit show at the hospital. See see you after the new year. I'm out of here. He says, Merry Christmas. (laughs) That's what he says to him. The next day, Billy is hanging up lights, and Joe comes out of her apartment, and she's like, "Uh, it's Christmas morning. You couldn't have done this like a month ago (laughs) when everyone else hung up their lights. She's. I mean, it's accurate. It's really accurate. She's got Billy. She. After he finishes hanging up these lights, he goes into Allison's room to check on her. And he's like, I got you some Christmas movies to watch. Oh, right. He got her a bunch of stack of VHS movies. Yeah. And she's like, do you want to watch them with me? And he's like, "Uh, I'm going to take the cab out. He's going to go work. Now, is he going to work or was he lying because he's doing the lights? (sighs) I guess it could be either one. I don't fucking know anymore. Uh, at, At the hospital... Kimberly invites Michael to a party in the break room, but Michael's too upset to go. And she's like, Michael, it's not your fault. And he's like, I used to love Christmas as a kid, and I believe nothing bad could ever happen on Christmas. Ridiculous belief. This is a, <laughs> this is a dawn not on Christmas. Yes. I, I mean, this episode's very funny to me because it's like very broad-brushed, painted, People losing their faith in Christmas. But I guess Billy's the one who never loses his faith, (laughs) despite it all. And I guess Jake, to some extent, are the two sort of like... I mean, it's expected from Billy. Yeah. And Jake, obviously, is always um, counterbalancing something from his childhood. Right. (laughs) So that makes sense, I guess. But Joe's like the Grinch. Yeah. Michael now has lost all faith in Christmas. Allison's surgery depressed. I guess Matt is still happy, but he's off with his parents. He's cutting his parents off. Right. Like uh, Rhonda has is starting her like long goodbye to the complex or right. whatever. Right. It's just like, it's just a very funny episode yeah. uh, that they're trying to make it like a holiday classic. Right. But it's just not like. No, <laughs> it's just not. Um, Michael is like totally jaded about Christmas now. And Kimberly's like, well, you can't dwell on the patients you lose. You have to think about the ones you save. But he's like, I want to be mopey. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the complex, Matt is going to put a turkey in the oven. And Allison is starving. And she's like, I don't want to wait five hours. (laughs) That was an insane one. It's just like... Like, get, have a snack, Allison. Why like, doesn't she have a snack? Although, to be fair, Matt appears to be putting the turkey in at like 5 p.m. That's true. We don't really know what time it is, but the fact that Allison ha- is waiting for the meal is crazy. The fact that Allison doesn't have the concept of lunch or a snack is crazy to me, too. Well, and these Christmas dinners take a long time, and... From what I can tell, Matt's doing it all by himself. Like No one's helping Matt. Allison won't even let him use canned cranberry sauce. She's insisting he makes it homemade. And she's not doing anything except sitting there complaining. Right. And Matt is making this huge meal 
in one of the tiniest kitchens ever. Like the counters are all covered. I mean, it was stressful. I was stressed out for him. I was so stressed out for him. And you know, he's like, (laughs) Matt's like a good cook. He's pulling, he has like a stack of Bon Appetit magazine and and Martha Stewart living. He's making all the holiday classics. He's making rolls. He's making them from scratch. Right. It's like, you can make a fake, you can do the canned cranberry. Yeah. Uh, It's Allison. Allison. Yeah. She's like, he's making a pumpkin souffle too. Right. I mean, where in that kitchen, it's like can barely hold the turkey. And she's also backseat driving while he's making the pumpkin souffle. It's like, Allison, you've never made a souffle in your life. Okay. Also, we have to just talk about Matt's outfit. Oh my God. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. It is the most billowy outfit I've ever seen. First of all, it's like all burgundy. It's all burgundy. It's like, but with a crazy pattern. The pattern is like, it's a huge billowy pattern shirt that has like goldish and burgundy patterns in it. His pants are like Dude. five sizes too big and cinched at the waist. Like, the thing I love about this episode is how Matt changes outfits after he's done cooking. Like he j- does change into like a holiday outfit. Right. But it's like, why would you even cook in something like that? It, it seems uncomfortable. Like, yeah, just um, get in like basically like jeans and a t-shirt or pajamas even. <laughs> like, oh, here I got a picture of it. Oh my god, it's okay. The shirt isn't burgundy. It's I think the pants might have been burgundy, but the right. shirt is definitely like a f- abstract kind of. It looks like dahlias, but like a kind of abstract. Prints like photo, almost kind of photorealistic, but not of, yeah. like navy blue and red. It's crazy. Oh, I'm talking. I think I'm talking about the next outfit then, where it's like more burgundy. Uh, then he has several outfit. Changes. Why? That's crazy. He has several outfit changes in this episode. Maybe the outfit I'm thinking of is what I thought he was already. I'm already in it because I had something about Matt's shirt, but maybe maybe I just commented on every outfit that he had. Uh, he has several outfit okay. changes in this episode. Anyway, but yeah, Allison is backseat driving while he's cooking, and he's like, here, Allison. He hands her the turkey, and he says, stuff it. And Allison's a whiny little baby about it. She's like, I don't want to put my hand in a turkey. She gets a big spoon and starts sticking the stuffing in that way. I was yeah, like, that's going to take forever. She gets a ladle, <laughs> which, so is even, which is even more difficult than a regular Why spoon. Why would you do that? And there's like no space. The turkey is like on this small table she's sitting at and somewhere the stuffing is and she's just shoving it. <laughs> Ugh, stress. I was stressed. Joe brings a present over to Jake's house and he has a present for her, but she's like, I'll get it later. I feel like spending Christmas alone. He's like, but I got eggnog. Jake is really into eggnog. Jake, is this where he also says something? Moa? Yeah, where, he says. <laughs> what yeah, is he? he. She says she does a really sick burn. She says something like, uh, "I don't need to spend Christmas with a, another controlling man. I already left my husband." And he goes, uh, "Moa." <laughs> Jake's Jake's trying to be real cute this episode, and he it's and I working. like it. It's working. Yeah, he he is being cute. He's softening Joe's Grinch heart, and she he's like, well, come on, I got an Elvis CD, I eggnog. Got, I got Elvis CD, and egg, and Joe goes, well, I don't like eggnog, but I love Elvis. It's one strike against Joe. So she, yeah, <laughs> so she agrees. She agrees to come in. 
At the hospital, a woman in labor arrives, and guess who's got to deliver this baby? Michael Mancini and Kimberly. And we find out he's never done this before. Yeah, and they're, like, making him do it. Is that allowed? (laughs) I wouldn't want to, you know, go into labor and have someone who's never done it before. Right. Unless it was, like, an emergency. And it's Michael Mancini's hands all all up in your pussy. (laughs) That would be so uncomfortable for me. But we know it's got to happen. It's got to happen. he's lost a child, and now he has to save a child. Right. Now, we're back at Jake's house, and this scene is really funny to me because Joe had previously said... I hate eggnog, but I love Elvis. But in this scene, they're not listening to Elvis, but both of them are drinking eggnog. Right. So what is the truth, Joe? <laughs> Joe. What is the truth? This is just an excuse to go, go into Jake's apartment because she does want to fuck him. They just want to see Joe drinking something creamy. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she talks about... How bad Christmas was with her husband's awful family. This is like the first time we ever hear anything really negative about the husband. Right. And it's about his family that they just would insult each other after having a few drinks. I actually thought it sounded fun. I was like, I would love to see rich people insult each other. Just like stand back and stay out of it. Yeah. If I wasn't like in the family, if I was just like a guest. Right. I'd be like, hmm. Wow. Look at them. Look at them go. She got drunk and called her a whore. Like it's just like, (laughs) it can be fun. It can be fun. Um, And Jake's like, you need to find a new meaning in Christmas. And then they start slow dancing and then they start making out. And of course, Joe is like, wait a minute. You didn't think I was that easy. And she still reiterates that she doesn't want to do anything out of loneliness and fear. And Jake's like, but I want to be with you tonight. And she's like, all right, but let's just make out. He wants to open her like a present. Yeah. She's like resisting. She's resisting. And this is where we learn that they haven't even had sex yet. No, because they're just going to lie on the sofa and make out. And she's like, maybe after the new year. Yeah, maybe after the new year. Later that night, Allison is calling the cab company looking for Billy. And Matt is like furiously stirring something on the stove. He I is, can't believe no one is helping Matt. Why is no one helping him? Because you should be using all the kitchens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because Allison's kitchen's so small, they could be making like one thing in one oven. Like, also, um, why isn't Joe and Jake helping cook? I've just like done big meals like this and you have too. It's very stressful. Um, the fact that no one's helping him in a real way right. is awful. And it's really hard to coordinate the timing. Yes. Because like, is everything going to be hot? Right. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But no one's even offered. <clears throat> no. And what's even worse is Allison doesn't even have a whisk in her apartment. She's like, I just have the basics. That is like, a basic. I'm like, a whisk is a basic. I'm sorry. Like... Everyone should have a whisk. So Matt has to go to his apartment to get the fucking whisk. Because I'm sure he assumed, yeah, who doesn't have a whisk? Although I do wonder, I mean, I guess he wanted to be with Allison. Because it's like, why not just do it at your place? At least you know everything. I think he wanted to keep her company. Yeah. Um, So Matt goes to his apartment to get the whisk. And he runs into his dad in the courtyard. And he's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) So he invites him in. And I noticed that Matt has the same Mart Mart Stam chair that I have, but in black. You know my dining chairs? Oh. He has one in black. Did you notice he also has a Keith Haring poster? He has 
<laughs> of course he does. I was. I feel like we haven't been in Matt's place before. No, and I was like pausing and looking around to see. Like I'm like, yes, this is all very Matt. Like he has good taste. Right. Well, he had like a purple platter yeah. displayed on his bookshelf. The yeah. Keith Haring poster. He also has a trumpet and a music stand in the corner. That was like I was like shocking. he plays trumpet. We've never heard it because no one's asked Desi. <laughs> no, no one knows anything. No about one Matt. thought to ask Matt about his trumpet playing. Skills. Also, no one hangs out in his apartment. They should but clearly like he has the nicest apartment. I bet it's very cute. I bet. So Matt's dad says he came to apologize, and he says, "You're my son, and I want you to know that I will always be on your side." And Matt's a little hesitant at first, but he's like, "Well, I'm glad because I love you too, Dad." And the dad invites him over to have dinner at the house. And he's like, well, I already made these plans. Like I have right. like a turkey in the oven that's stuffed by Allison. <laughs> we don't know how good she stuffed it, but no. it's stuffed by Allison. So I have to continue these dinner plans, but maybe I'll come over later. Yeah. Uh, they have a hug. Michael has just delivered the baby at the hospital and he is like giggling. He's back. He's, He's back. back, baby. Michael Mancini's back. And he is telling Kimberly how amazing it was to to help how amazing it was to help this woman give birth. Yeah. He's now now that I've had my hands in another woman's pussy, I'm uh, all about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's my new trajectory. <laughs> Sorry, Jane. Uh yeah, this is what brings him back to life. And so he invites Kimberly to Christmas dinner at Melrose Place, and she agrees. Kimberly also has no life. Yeah, she has no luckily, family. Because she can just pop right in. Matt has set out all the food. He's changed outfits. He's in a sweater now. Yes. And it's a lot of food. And Billy strolls in. And he's like, hey, it smells great. No, this spread is really impressive, um, considering Matt did it all by himself. It's crazy. He did it all. Yeah. No one fucking helped no him. No one helped him. It's all cold, but it looks beautiful. <laughs> right. Allison wants to talk to Billy, and he's like, I want to talk to you too, alone. So they go in her bedroom, and she says to him, I know I've been a bit of a bitch since I came home, which I don't think she's been a bitch. I don't think so either, but I don't know. Maybe she's felt cold because she felt like he was doing too much. Yeah. So maybe it's her own internalized knowledge. I think so. Yeah. And she says to him, I felt myself getting so close to you, it made me nervous. And he's like, my feelings surprised me too. And he's like, well, I have a gift for you. And she goes, oh, Billy, you shouldn't have. And Billy also gives us a nice tidbit that he was the entitled baby. Which makes so much sense. Yes. So he's never had to buy people gifts. They're all for him. <laughs> Even though he's 23. You like, should have never? bought someone a gift at this point. S- seriously, you still buy your parents gifts even if they pay for them? Like, you, Oh, yeah. yeah. When you're a little kid, you still buy your parents Yeah, presents. like your other parent takes you to get it for the mom right. or whatever. Right. So she sees this beautiful necklace and she's like, I don't know what to say. And he goes, say Merry Christmas. And then she gets very close to him and we think she's going to kiss him on the mouth, but she kisses him on the cheek. This made me think about something. People kiss each other a lot on the cheeks in TV shows and movies. I don't think I've ever kissed anyone on the cheek unless it was like saying hello to somebody, but like a just like a sweet kiss on the cheek to, to just 
Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. It's like not like I'm seeing my grandmother and she kisses me on the cheek or whatever. Right. To give a friend a kiss on the cheek when they do something for you. Or like whatever, like. But people do that in movies and TV all the time, and I've never done that before like that. No, have you? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like a platonic friend? No, just randomly. Yeah, like you're right. It's a, a greeting, possibly. Yeah, but not all the time. No. Did you also notice Billy's curtains? No. They're jean. No. <laughs> and no. they're and they're fringe. They they have like. The the um shriveled edges no like the frayed and they're edges. tiered with frayed edges and it's like a pale acid wash jean material that is awful <laughs> this is going on that's why I was like hardly focusing on the kiss so I was like what the hell are those curtains did he make them like they look like something Allison would have made but they're in Billy's room because I think they're in Billy's room when this happens that is horrific right because allison has like floral curtains right of course she does allison loves laura ashley oh totally so everyone arrives to eat and billy says eggnog ew i hate eggnog and jake says oh you're gonna love my eggnog he's like i'll give you an eggnog pal I was like, this, really? This was the horniest line delivery from Jake I've ever heard. I, I got excited. Oh, you're going to love my eggnog. Because he's like, Joe didn't want it. <laughs> I want to get rid of I need to release this eggnog he's, into the world. He's got to give it to someone tonight. It's Absolutely. Christmas. And he doesn't care if it's Billy Campbell. There's something very funny. Like Eggnog is one of those things. It's like every once in a while, I'm like, I'll taste some of that. Yeah. Like, it's not something I'm like, eggnog season is here. It's like, I maybe will have one glass a year if it's in, if it's given to me. I don't, like, buy it. But they love eggnog in this episode. Like, I've never seen a group of people more into eggnog. But, <laughs> Bill, just like- but eggnog is such a divisive beverage because Billy has the reaction that a lot of people, that is very common, where people are like, ew, eggnog. But then there's also the people who are like, mmm, eggnog. Yeah, it is very divisive. Did you see the new thing this year where they're like, add mayo to your no, eggnog? No, that's not. Is it's that true. on TikTok? No, it was. I can't remember where I saw it. I was Why? looking for stuff for the mini and I saw it on like food and wine. But they do, it, may, it might be a TikTok. That I was is, like, I'm not adding mayo. That that's sounds disgusting. That's so gross. Um, I'm the type of person who every year, like this time of year, I get really excited about eggnog and I like buy like a fancy like glass bottle full of it at the grocery store and then I have like half of a cup of it and I'm like, mm, I don't need to drink the rest of that. And then it just sits in my fridge. That's me. Like I like to taste it. Yes. Kind of like I like to have two pieces of candy corn. <laughs> just like, right. I don't really like it, but it's like, I'll have a candy corn. It's my season where I have two pieces of candy corn. If it's offered to me, I don't buy it. Right. Um, and I, I've actually made like an eggnog creme brulee. That Ooh. was really good. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the flavor of it. I just... I don't drink dairy like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I have yeah. it in my coffee. I'm not like a dairy drinker. Right. Um, so maybe that's what it is. But yeah, like a few sips. It's also better so you can't have it. I think it's cut with alcohol. It gets a little lighter. And That's it tastes more like a drink. I would probably drink the whole thing if I still drank alcohol. 
Right, because the alcohol cuts it a bit, right. so it's not this thick and creamy whatever. Plus, it's serving another purpose. You're getting drunk. Yes, you're getting a little warm and toasty. Like Right. And I'm just drinking straight up melted ice cream. Yes. That's what it is. Which is fine, but yeah. you don't need that much. No. Uh, Allison shows off her necklace. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Billy. Billy, where'd you get the... Did you rob a liquor store? I mean, is that what he was doing with his cab? Like robbing? <laughs> He's going on a robbery spree? I bet he was, or I bet... Did someone leave it in the cab? Oh. Ooh, that would have been a great twist. <laughs> that would have been a great twist. No. If, if, like, the police show up and they're like, get down on the ground. And they rip the necklace off of Allison. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Billy! They, this is irresponsible writing that they don't <laughs> explain to us how Billy afforded this necklace. Like, like you said... It's not just expensive and like $100 is expensive for Billy. Yeah. So this is like wait, you know, whatever, five times that. This is expensive for me. Yeah. Where so it's like crazy. I, right. That someone who's always struggling for cash doesn't have a credit card because there was a whole storyline on the fact that he didn't have credit. Right. Right. Like, and Allison was like, you can use my credit card. Right. So he can't even charge something he can't afford. Uh, so it's crazy. I bet he owes a loan shark a lot of money right now. <laughs> yeah. Something's not adding up. So Kimberly and Michael arrive and Michael says, Kimberly and I made a baby together. And I paused it and I said to Brendan, that's foreshadowing. Yes. Yes. Cause he, why would you frame it that way? You didn't make that baby. And any it, normal person says delivered. Yeah, and he's like, well, I mean, we delivered it. But no one would ever say we made a baby (laughs) when they (laughs) delivered it, I don't think. Uh, Because he's just been getting a boner about Kimberly the whole way over there. Yeah. So he's just thinking about... He doesn't even realize. He's thinking about drizzling his eggnog (laughs) all over her pussy later. He wants that eggnog dripping out of her later. Mm. 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 An eggnog cream pie. Mm. So everyone... Billy ushers everybody outside. He kicks it. Matt's like, uh, I just made dinner. And Billy's like, get out of everyone, get out of the house. We got to see my lights. Seriously, Matt must be furious. I, I would be like, I'm going to bed. It's hot. Like, let's eat now. Yeah. Fucking, and Billy's like, wait, we got to see my lights first. Fucking Billy. And so everyone goes outside. They see Billy's Christmas lights. Everyone loves it. They are pretty. They are, he did do a good job. I'm surprised he didn't like burn down the building. Because those Christmas lights look kind of old. <laughs> they were old. They were really old. So I was like, that's a fire hazard. Yeah. And Billy, he's wrapping them around trees, dried palms, like whatever. I'm surprised we didn't get a scene from Michael being like, oh, the building owner isn't going to like this. Or like when they turned on, there wasn't a spark. Right. Like something burning. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe makes a toast about how she never thought that she'd meet her real friends at her apartment building. And finally, Matt says, can we please go eat? (laughs) Poor Matt. He's worked all day. He has just been sweating bullets over that stove and oven all day. Frustrating. I feel for him. I I, I I was stressed for him the whole episode. Watching this show makes me realize, like, I would be such a good friend to Matt if I had a Matt in my life. Like, Like, if Matt was in my life, I would appreciate him. If someone was making the full dinner... I would be like, let's, I would be the one like, we got to eat. Fuck the lights. I'm fucking hungry. Like, yeah. Like no one was defending Matt's meal. Nobody bothered me. No one. Yeah. And I I thought Allison was fucking starving. They were more excited about the lights than Matt's homemade rolls. 
I mean, to be fair, everyone at this point knows Billy will whine like a little bitch right. if we don't go outside and see his little thing because he's yeah. an entitled baby. That is true because you can just imagine Billy sulking in a corner. He would be pouting the whole fucking time. So they probably figured, let's just get this over with and then eat. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about it. Right. So everyone goes inside except for Billy and Allison because they want to revel in his light some more. Because Allison, even though she's starving to death... Mm. And she just had surgery. She has to like revel a little longer in Billy's right. light skills. Which they're going to be up all night. They There's, can eat and go back out. You can see him <laughs> from the windows. Yeah, it's crazy. And she says, Merry Christmas, Billy, and kisses him on the cheek again. She's pushing it. We know something's brewing here. Something's brewing between these two. Right. Uh, they're not going to admit it for a while longer. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to take a couple more episodes. Yes. Uh, Or maybe the next episode. I don't remember. But next episode is very exciting because we get the introduction of a brand new character who's arguably one of the greatest television characters of all time. Sydney. Sydney. And it's called Single White Sister. Mm. The episode. (laughs) So you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. (laughs) I, I will say, though... I think there are multiple characters in this show who are arguably the greatest TV characters of all time. Because I also think that of Kimberly and Amanda Woodward. Right. But Sydney... Sydney's a, Sydney is my personal fave, possibly. Me too. Like, I love her, Sydney. I uh, have like a... I have and it like, could be because she's Jane's sister that elevates her yes, a little bit for me. Yes. She's so mean to Jane that it is very funny to me. And I know that's kind of evil, but but it's hilarious because Jane is so like to be mean to Jane is just sort of like pointless. It's like just ignore her. Right. Or like move away. But Sydney goes after her. And it's so funny. It's so funny. Like Sydney is like comedy to me. Like she has She's like makes me laugh, and I right. don't know that the other two make me laugh. It's more like shock and outrage and juiciness. Well, but Sydney is funny. Laura Layton is a gifted comedic actress, right? And her and Matt are married in real life. Still, yeah. So they, I, it makes sense because to me they are the funniest. Like yeah. they just make things funny. I think both of them are super talented actors, and yeah, Laura Layton, man, she's just—it's so funny. Her relationship with Jane is just. <laughs> next level funny to me it is uh, so funny it's kind of just seeing jane finally get taken to task yeah <laughs> for no reason for no reason in such a way yeah it's like poor jane oh, poor jane but, like, but it's hilarious time, it's hilarious yeah anyway i'm just a buzz yeah it's bye. gonna be good okay bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.